Lord, we um, do come with great joy this morning into your presence. Lord, thank you for um, who you are and for what you've done for us. What a joyful, joyful story, a true story, a story that brings us to tears, a story that brings us to jubilant dance. We praise you, Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So, friends, we've heard a story about a baby. And um, a baby who had great purpose. He was the prophesied snake crusher. And so, joy to the world, a snake crusher is born. I mean, really. This is a fun message to be able to bring to you this morning. Um, And as the narrator told us at the beginning of the program, God promised that one of Eve's children would someday crush the head of that nasty snake. And this is what it says in Genesis 3.15. And I, God, will put enmity between you, the serpent, and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Genesis 3.15. Now, if we stopped at this point in the story, you would have only heard part of the gospel. And um, gospel means good news, right? I'm going to ask if you're back there on tech, if you could put that slide up, the next slide. Um, because our, our um, just thank you um, to all of those that just acted out this story. Can we just thank them? Yeah. So they, they did a really great job. If we're looking at this um, from left to right, they um, started us in the garden. Remember, there was the video telling us about the garden and how God, who preexisted existence, boggles your mind, that all was well, that he created everything was good, and he created humanity in his image, and it was very good. And then splat, what happened next? Do you remember, kids, what happened? Everything went wrong wrong because they didn't obey. Yes, you know the story. That's awesome. And so because they rebelled against God, there was chaos, there was destruction, and there was death in the kingdom. And so we heard the story of um, Noah, right, and how that there was just such destruction and such violence and so God spared one people and the little puppet um, animals that were in the ark, right? Um, Those were real animals in the ark. And um, so God kept in the story of the Bible that we can read in the Bible of telling us of a people who just kept messing up and kept blowing it, and yet he so loved them that he had a plan of rescue. And that's where we see that star, the star of David. And how that there would be this Messiah that would come. And Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. All right? And so this Messiah is promised And then we have this baby 
And in this great act of love, God sends his son Jesus to come in the form of a baby, just as real as the little baby Jesus that we had up here in the program this morning. Flesh and blood, here he comes in a manger as this great act of love. Are you aware that there was a lot that happened between the time that Jesus was born and the time that he laid his life on the cross to pay for our sins, and then he was raised up to heaven? All right, he died on that cross, but in between when he came and when he went to that cross, there was a lot of living he did. Did you know that it says that all the books in the world couldn't contain all the life? If you think about somebody that's important or maybe has done a lot of things in life and they write a memoir, it's one volume. And in all these volumes that would fill the whole earth, he did all these acts of compassion He went and he saw someone that was sick and he healed them. He saw somebody that was tormented and he gave them relief. He saw those that were pushed down and marginalized and he lifted them up and gave them a voice and a place. Jesus, this great one who would be the snake crusher in every single one of those acts was the beginning of him starting to step towards that snake. And when he got on that cross, I imagine the snake thought, hey, I can strike him now. I'm I'm winning. But no, that serpent wasn't winning. Jesus was humbly and um, with great love laying his life down as a payment for our sins so that we could have this new life that was promised. He was actually crushing the head of the serpent on that cross and three days later he's raised in victory over the serpent because god so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life then jesus before he goes back to heaven he says go and make disciples but wait until you've been clothed with power from on high and he says All authority has been given to me, and so now go. I'm giving you that authority. And so he empowered. We went through the story of the cross, and now that little bird is a dove. That's that's an impression of a dove, the Holy Spirit coming to empower his believers. And so they continue Jesus' ministry, the kingdom in breaking God starting to bring things. Remember, it was chaos with sin. He starts to bring order again. And so then we see this um, little plant that seems to be flourishing. Have you ever seen a little plant, maybe a house plant that wasn't so flourishing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the new creation, God causes us to flourish as he sends his spirit to dwell in each believer we start to flourish as we obey his rules. His rules are meant to, for us to flourish. And so the, it says in Second Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And so we get glimpses of the garden as in this picture of a plant flourishing when new believers' lives are changed. And so... Each week in a normal service, we have testimonies here. 
and we hear testimonies of how God is changing lives. Some who have been terribly distressed to the point of depression and suicide, God spoke a word of encouragement to them, changed their life, and now they're serving the Lord joyfully. Others, God breaks addiction, and the chains fall off, and people are free, and they walk in sobriety or away from whatever their, their addiction was to by letting Jesus be the king and the Lord of their lives. We hear all kinds of testimonies, but I'm going to ask Brendan to come up because sometimes God uses us to bring the hope of new life in quiet ways. Come on up, Brendan. And sometimes a little more dramatic. And Brendan is married to Pastor Jaleesa, and you need a microphone. We know you can do military voice, but we're going to, we're going to invite you to use the microphone so you can stay in the normal talking voice. But you might have to leave that normal talking voice as you tell your story of um, something that happened. Tell them who you are, what you do, and what happened this weekend. So, so I'm Trooper Stanford. I work for Michigan State Police. On Friday night, um, we got a call for a crash, a serious crash. Personal injury crash was called PI. And... In route to the scene, it sounded like the car had flipped on its top, and both people inside were trapped. Um, and initially, it sounded like everything was fine. People inside were okay, buckled and everything. But as first responders got on scene, it became clear that one of the, the passenger was doing okay. He was injured, but he was okay. The driver was not doing okay. Um, and as they pulled him out of the car, he wasn't responsive. Um, and was it looked like he'd been that way for some time. Um, they started working on him immediately, put him on the, on the cart, rushed him into the ambulance. He wasn't responding then, wasn't responding in the ambulance ride. They were wheeling him into the hospital, and they already told the doctor, and the doctor was ready to just wheel him in, and he was going to give the final call to basically say that he had passed. And in the hallway as we were coming to that room, I had prayed on the drive there. I always, I always pray on the drives. Anytime I'm going to a call or from a call or in between, I'm always saying a little short prayer. You know, God watch over us, give us safety or something in relation to the call. And this particular one, you know, I just kept praying, Lord, just bring him back. You have, you have that power. Bring him back. And as we're walking down that hallway, we're about to turn the corner into this gentleman's room. And he just leapt up in the cart, big breath in, and they're like, Mike, 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 and they had to restrain him because, of course, the shock of him waking up in the hospital, and he was, he was alive. He was alive. And 100% master of prayer, God intervened and uh, brought him back. Um, our God does dramatic things, and he wanted to give new life. And you had the opportunity to say something to him. Yeah, I, I told him when we went to the room afterwards, after he'd been checked out and everything, leaned into him, I said, Jesus said it was not your time. Thank you for sharing. So, so this, this person that had no heartbeat and no breathing for 30 minutes, they weren't working on him. They were going to make the declaration of a time of death, and suddenly he rises up. Because a prayer was prayed. And so the Lord empowers us 
church to pray and to do the works that Jesus did. And so um, when Jesus comes, the snake-crushing king, when he returns, God is going to set everything right. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 to 27, I want to just spend a couple of minutes telling you about this because it talks about what Jesus is going to do when he comes back. And I'm going to read a couple of verses, speak a few words, read a couple of verses, and speak a few words. But one thing he's going to do is he's going to give the hope of resurrection. And so verse 22 says, For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, and then when he comes, those who belong to him. And so if you're familiar with the Handel's Messiah, any of you this time of year, sometimes... Uh, Da 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 da. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Get it? All right. I wasn't in the choir, but you know, I wanted to try to help you remember that song, in case you weren't familiar. And um, in that, in part three, there's this powerful chorus about the scripture about as in Adam all die, and so in Christ all will be made alive. And it says. The, the words to the song, written straight really out of scripture, is, Since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. When man, since by man came death, it's sung grave, which is actually spelled grave, but you pronounce it grave. It's a slow, solemn a cappella in A minor. So a minor key sounds very sad, right? And it's fitting for the words that he, through man, came death. And then by man also came the resurrection of the dead. That sung allegro, for those of you that are musical. So lively, cheerful, and it's in C major. And so the music muse from this really slow, um, like 40 beats per minute, like almost flat line, to 168 beats, upbeat music matching the heartbeat of a newborn baby. And so switching extremes in that tempo like that is really to give us, just musically, show us this picture. And we hear the, the joy of how that with sin came death and with Jesus comes new life. Amen? Amen? All right. So he gives us new life. When Jesus comes back, verse 24 says, Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he's destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he's put all of his enemies under his feet. Remember, Jesus is the snake crusher. And so every ruler, every authority, every power, anything that is opposed to God's kingdom, we're going to see a total collapse of all resistance when Jesus comes back. And then finally, the crushing of death. Verse 26, the last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. And so when the time is right, Jesus is going to return, and he's going to put our enemy, death, under his feet. And it's such wonderful news. Some of us, we're missing people that we've lost. Maybe it was this year, and maybe it was 20 years ago. But sometimes during the holidays, we really miss those people, and we remember with hope that those who have faith in Jesus are going to be raised back to life. And so the resurrection hope is coming. And then we celebrate Jesus' birth 
because surely, as surely as he came the first time, he is coming again. And it says in Revelation, he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And so in conclusion, one writer says, when Jesus ushers in his new creation, it's going to be nothing but the best days, day after day after day after day. Are you ready for that? I am so ready for that. And so at Christmas, we're celebrating the one who ushers in his kingdom and who will be coming back. And if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you have this hope, and we have this hope to share with the world, just as Noah needed rescuing, right? And um, Israel was standing at the sea looking like, how are we going to get, we're going to be crushed by the enemy, and suddenly, no, God parts the water. Maybe you're facing something that's crushing you today. If you place your faith in Jesus, he makes a way, even when it seems impossible. And maybe we, like David, are just longing for beauty and peace and love in a dark world. Throughout history, people have been singing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And by his love, he came. And so today we celebrate Jesus' birth, the snake crusher, God's son, the Messiah, Emmanuel, who came to offer you and me salvation and rescue, deliverance and renewal. Do you know, do you know this Jesus? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for who you are. and Thank you, Jesus, for coming. And thank you for being the one who would crush the enemy's head. And Lord, thank you that you bring life. And even as dramatically as you saved a life that appeared by all appearances to be dead and on the way to the morgue this weekend, and you intervened because you had a purpose. And Lord, we just pray that you would intervene in our lives And if there's anybody here that hasn't placed their trust in you, God, I pray that this would be the day that they would share our hope. In Jesus' name, amen.